Hi, hello, welcome back to the podcast. If you've never been here before, hi, my name is Vic. This is Skin and Bones. I'm trying something new today, aka holding the microphone. It's a little heavy. I don't work out very often, so... And, like, the microphone's not heavy, but, like, I'm trying to make sure it's not too close to my face because, um, if I try recording with it close to my face, it just messes up. So, anyway. When I came up with the idea for my podcast, I just knew what topics I wanted to get into. As soon as I decided on discussing my mental health, I knew for certain I'd have to have an episode on my family life and growing up. And I was excited to talk about it because there's just so much I have to say on the subject. So naturally, I told myself I'd introduce it early on in the podcast. However, after I completed my first episode and knew it was time to talk about family, I just got stuck. I didn't know where to start. I thought it would come easy to me, but it didn't, which worried me. The reason why it didn't come easy to me is that there's a lot of pain in talking about my family. My family didn't start with me, as I am the last to be born offspring-wise, but I've spent almost 24 years in a cycle of hurt and a fog of confusion. You'd think that since I lived over two decades in the same situation, I'd be able to talk about it freely, or without deep emotion, but that's not true. There's a layer of my complicated family dynamic that gets unpeeled every day, and with that comes emotions too hard to handle or emotions too difficult to understand. Growing up, I knew there was something very off about my parents' relationship. The house was always tense. My parents were not affectionate towards each other often, and when I did witness it, it seemed very forced. They didn't sleep in the same room, which definitely set off some warning signals. My father would go out late on weekends and weekdays, my mother would be at work a lot, so there were some babysitters or the classic don't open the door for anyone talk. I just knew they were not functioning properly as spouses. I remember overhearing my father talking to himself in the kitchen, but the house was set up to where he couldn't see me standing at the steps leading to where he was, and he said, I can't wait to have a new wife. I don't remember how young I was, but I was old enough to understand that I never had the family I wanted and even deserved. My parents have a failed marriage, and that's not out of the ordinary for people at all. A lot of my friends have divorced parents, and even step-parents because someone ends up remarried. Unfortunately, there's been a lot of back and forth in my parents' end, and the divorce still hasn't been resolved. They had their first court hearing a day before my college graduation, which is like, come on, let's make this week about me. I deserve that, at least. Living in a house where the two parents don't speak to each other or when they do, it results in the police showing up. It's very toxic. I feel like I've always had it thrown in my face that out of the three children, it was the hardest on me. I kicked myself for being so sensitive over it because I just didn't want it to bother me anymore. Luckily, I never felt like it was my fault. But when your parents drag you into their problems, it almost feels as if they expect you to solve them, communicate with each other through you, or at least take their side. For a while, I did take a side. But now that I've gotten older, I have taken another. Mine. For years, I had to witness two people that should have never gotten married or had children with each other create such a toxic environment that it impacted me mentally. I was depressed at such a young age, and I felt embarrassed about how I responded to their fucked up marriage. But I was a kid, so it's best to give the child version of me some grace. Not only was I depressed, but I was very anxious. I had low self-esteem because I was going through puberty and had acne, but my anxiety would cause me to pick at my face, which resulted in open wounds and acne scars that I still have today. 
Eating meals at home would make me anxious and it completely destroyed my relationship with food, which I will talk about at another time, so I won't get into detail about that right now. So I'd barely eat lunch at school too. I wasn't a happy child. My parents were tough on grades, not being the Nigerian allegations at all, by the way, so I spent all my time reading and studying, barely making time for the friends I did have. I didn't have a good balance at all. It was hard for me to open up and just relax because I was just so scared and ashamed of everything I was. I was very unhappy with my life, and it didn't stop when I got to high school. It got worse. I will always resent both of my parents for not changing things faster. The saying is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Not, if it's broke, don't fix it either. It was frustrating to live in such a bad environment that anger and resentment built up, and it hurt too much to explain to people what was going on. My parents weren't working hard enough to take the necessary steps to end the marriage and move on with their lives, so as a result, my sisters and I could not move on either. As I said, they're still in the process of getting divorced. I don't want it to affect me now, but it does. I've accepted that this is my life. These are the parents I ended up with, but please just go your separate ways. I was fighting for my life in high school, but once I decided on a college outside of my hometown, I had mixed emotions. I was a good and bad kind of nervous. Finally, I could go somewhere no one knew me so I could reinvent myself. Not be a completely new person, but the best version of myself that I could be. And there was a bad nervousness, where I was convinced something bad would happen between my parents when I'm not home, but I told myself that they'd work it out. I wasn't going to let them stop me from leaving. And then COVID hit. I had to come back home, transfer to a school 10 minutes away from my house, and naturally live at home. It destroyed my mental health. I'm talking obliterated. Having to see both of my parents every day in the same house was not good for me. Both of my sisters have their own places in different cities, and I'm not there yet. I graduated recently, so I'm obviously planning an escape, but it's very hard living at home. I know the joke of not paying rent at home with money but with your well-being, and it's very true. Sometimes I feel too much of it and it gets overwhelming, and other times I block everything out and feel nothing at all. I've gotten to a zombie-like state where I'm stuck emotionally, but I just know that my life could be so much better. Whenever I'm away from home, I feel so much better. I was able to visit my sister in New York and my best friend in Florida, and during those times, I just felt actual freedom. If you live in a household that makes you feel extra grateful when you're outside of the house, I can only hope we can both make it out of there. Because we deserve it. I can only describe my living situation as living with black mold. However, who knows, there might actually be some there. But anyway, it's very harmful and it puts me in a dark place. But when I'm out of the house, I feel so much better. I can breathe again, I'm a bit less anxious, and I don't have to worry about what will happen between my parents because it's not my business or my responsibility. My biggest goal right now is to move out. If there's anything that's keeping me going, it's the thought that tells me you cannot die in your parents' house. And that's obviously not shade to anyone who does live at home, because if it works for you, it works for you. But my issue is that it doesn't work for me. I cannot resent my parents for not moving on and then do the same thing that I'm angry with them for. I cannot get stuck here. If I'm a hypocrite, I'm one step closer to becoming more like them. Or one of them, but whatever. No need to say which. It's no surprise that your family dynamic takes a toll on your mental health. It's inevitable, I think. You learn more about yourself when you learn about your family. I could have turned out much differently. I could have been more confident with myself and my boundaries. I could have been less anxious. I could have learned how to communicate effectively more sooner than I did. 
I feel like I had to learn the right way to do things when I stopped relying on my parents to tell me what is right and what's wrong. I'm proud to think on my own. I have my own thoughts and opinions and my morals and values aren't the same as my parents. I love that about myself. As much as I want to move out from my own space and to improve mentally, a part of that is so I can have something for myself that people can't take away. I don't want people to hold things above my head and take them away from me when I do something they don't like. I'm aware that there's no book you can read that will for sure make you the best parent, but it feels like a lot of our parents learned a specific something from somewhere and they all abide by it. That specific something is manipulation. They have this power to take because they gave you something. They feel like they can treat you anyway without any pushback solely because they gave birth to you or helped in the process. I guess it depends on the person and not all parents do this before someone jumps out of the bushes and attacks me for saying a decent number of parents are manipulators and have narcissistic tendencies. I had to learn to apologize to people without offering them something because that's what I saw in the house. No apologies, just the food is ready or being kinder out of nowhere without suggesting why. A lot of parents traumatize their children and when we talk about it, we get the they're trying their best and the no one taught them how to be a parent, they're still learning. Let me just say this, and I think people didn't say this enough before. Not everyone should be a parent. I just saw a video the other day where the person talking said not having children should be the default. No one has to have children, believe it or not, yet people think it's some designated position they have to take or else the world will burst into flames. I think it's because we teach people that children will love you unconditionally because you brought them into the world. They will depend on you from birth because hello, baby's gotta eat, okay? But as they get older, they form their own thoughts and opinions, and as long as they're not harmful, you have to deal with that. Your child isn't gonna worship you forever, nor will they see you as perfect anymore. If you do something that pisses them off, they should be able to say, you disrespected me and you need to know that's not okay. Parents are afraid of hearing that, and mine are no different. Being in a household where my feelings are invalidated chips away at my soul. It wears me down. I hate to think my parents are purposefully doing things over and over again to break my spirit because that's evil, but who knows, maybe I don't know my parents as well as I think I do. Hell, they don't even know half of me. And I think that's why I feel guilty sometimes, because I'm like, my parents are alive, why don't I make good use of the time they're here? But I think parents bank on that. They expect you to keep coming back to them because they know that you know that they won't be here forever. But it's not like they don't know that you won't be here forever either. Whenever I mention that to my parent, the parent gets all, don't say that. But it's true, no one knows our fate. So anyways, why do I have to forgive and forget about the mind-altering things my parents have said and done to me when they don't make any effort to change? They get to be stuck in their ways. Their actions get excused like it, it was some other time, they're just playing the cards they were dealt when they should be self-reflecting before they're left abandoned in a nursing home. Whenever there's an old picture of me as a child, my parents says, Oh, you used to smile so much. You used to be so happy. I think to myself, let's entertain that for a second. Because I've already explained earlier what my childhood was like. So let's pretend I was a happy child. Could you guess why I'm no longer a happy child? Could it be the things I've seen, heard, experienced, and more? Pair that with parents who ignore your pain or even laugh in your face when you call them out on bullshit and you get whatever I ended up as. I know myself, and I know what road I'll go down if I have to sit at home for another season. I deserve better, and once again, if you're in a similar situation as me, you deserve better too. I'm holding on to the tiny bit of hope inside of me that promises better days. 
Not just better days, but a brighter future. I hope you can too. Now for my favorite thing ever, my highlights of the week. Um, I didn't want to say this because this show is making me anxious as fuck. But right now I'm watching, um, I finished Hacks, obviously. So right now I'm watching Industry on HBO Max. I'm on an HBO Max kick because I have the uh, sale, the $1.99 a month, and I'm trying to watch everything I wanted to watch on HBO Max before I canceled my account because I'm not paying $10 because I am frugal. <laughs> I say that, but then I'm going to talk about my mini shopping addiction in a few seconds. But um, I'm watching Industry right now, and the amount of just just so much anxiety that I get when I watch it I have to pause so many times I I've paused it and debated continuing the show I've paused it and I had to like close my laptop like it's but it's the kind of I just look at their world and I'm like I'm sorry but I'm so glad that I am not in that world like I would not be able to handle it my mm-mm, my brain would be turned off I'm also watching warrior nun I'm kind of pacing myself with that because I'm usually not really an action kind of person but these shows sometimes I don't even know why I'm watching them especially industry I don't know it's not usually my because it's about like finance and stuff and there's just so much there's so much drug use and i'm like oh my god i don't think i can be around i can't be around y'all um music wise the two albums that i listen to the most right now are playgirl by Lil zuai and sos scissor obviously and i don't know like I'm just really tapped into these albums. I listen to them like honestly every day or like at least every week. Just just you know something to get me through. Um okay. Speaking of music, I have been, I collect vinyls and I've just been like trying to buy more even though I told myself I shouldn't right now because when I move I'm going to have to freaking pack all my vinyls up. And I just feel like that would be ugh. So I was like, let me just wait. But no. A few of my favorite artists are coming out with albums. And I'm like, I need them. So I, um, pre, I bought Miley's, Miley Cyrus's new album on vinyl. And I bought Ray's. Um, I'm a huge fan of Ray. And she's blowing up right now. So I was like, let me hurry up and get this vinyl before the new sorry I was about to then before the new fans um buy the record and I was on Urban Outfitters and I saw Marina's Electra Heart on vinyl and I was like I need this because it's hot pink and it has the deluxe out the deluxe songs on it but since it's sold out I was like let me get a, a different one so I got I got Hold the Girl Rina Sawayama so I was trying to find Sawayama anywhere but I just uh, the prices for that album are insane and I bought um Blue Water Road 2 
and I was, <laughs> I just cannot, st- I, I couldn't stop. I was so scared for my bank account. Like, I don't know, when I get depressed or like I'm feeling down, I'm just like, I need a win. So let me just fucking buy out every freaking store. Um, yeah, and I bought some new phone cases waiting for those to come in. They were quite expensive, but they're very cute. So it's like, you know, sometimes you have to spend like you're going to die the next day. That's not financial advice. But anyway, I say, you know, do what you can. Do what makes you happy. Combine those two. And for me, it's doing a little shopping. Just a little. Just a little bit. What am I looking for? Oh, yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. that's Those are my highlights of the week. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, see you later. Peace.